What's up, guys? Welcome to the Chair Talk Podcast. My name is Omar, and we are joined by a special guest. But real quick, at the Chair, po- Chair Talk Podcast, we are a guy-centered podcast bringing you entertaining content two times a week. Um, make sure you follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. All the handles will be in the description. But joining us today is Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Fantastic. How there you we go. Yeah. Can you just tell the audience just very quick a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I met Omar back in high school. <laughs> we took a product design class and right. uh, worked on a project together where we presented uh, to Fiat a new car. Yeah. And we won, right? We did. We yeah. did win, yeah. It was your senior year and my junior year, and we went over to, I forgot where what location we I no went idea. to, but yeah. we competed against a couple other teams, and yeah, our uh, our team got chosen, and I think we got like gift cards. We got gift something. cards, shirts, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I honestly thought they were gonna like me being a junior in high school. I thought they were gonna like, oh, here's a free car for winning the <laughs> Fiat competition. But no, it was cool. Though. I mean, uh, we all had like different uh, roles within the in the project. And I think I forgot you could explain your role a little bit more. But yeah. what I I think I was the designer, so I drew all yep. the stuff. Since that's uh, I'm big into art. And then we had to like make like a clay model out of it. That was very interesting to kind of yep. form a – I think we went with, went with a coupe. That was a style, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, but, yeah, what, what was your kind of – would you – I don't remember what you did a little bit. To be honest, I also don't remember what I did. Yeah. But probably something along the lines of sales and okay. uh, whatever else that they told us to do. Yeah, it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a cool experience because, I mean, yeah, it was – we were juniors and seniors in high school going to some Fiat location, and then uh, there was people like in suits and ties just watching us high schools high schoolers pitch to them. And some pressure felt there. Yeah, I, there was some yeah. Pressure. I remember afterwards my mom because that was kind of like the b- first big like presentation that we that I personally it's ever a lot. did it's in like high 15, school. 16, yeah. 17. Yeah, it was a lot, and I remember like I was like my mom told me afterwards she was like yeah you were tapping your foot and like rubbing your arm a lot. <laughs> I was like. Okay, I was, I was, I was nervous, you know? This was my first big, as a 15, 16-year-old, like, That's presenting yeah, in front of Fiat. Yeah. But it was a cool experience. I mean, I think I put that on my resume. I think it's somewhere on my I, It was on my resume, I think it's too. on my yeah. resume when somewhere. I was applying to college, for it's sure. A pretty, yeah, it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big. Yeah. yeah, it was a cool, cool, t- uh, cool time getting to know you in that class, yeah. too. Yeah. It was definitely so, awesome. Meet Nomar. What about just yourself personally? Yeah. Yeah, so Why since then, uh, I've done sales, lots of different sales jobs. And then uh, I coach soccer at my high school, so the same one that both these guys one too um north stars north stars north stars yes <laughs> north i don't stars. know the song even though like they only football knows the song. yeah correct <laughs> no true. other sports saying it nope. exactly. no exactly exactly uh i've traveled a lot especially over the past few years uh, i took one trip out to australia and then that like got my travel bug going and uh i do a lot of solo travel backpacking uh hiking that kind of stuff i'm a runner uh, I'm training for, this is the first time I'm saying it publicly, but I'm training for an ultra marathon, which oh, is wow. like, what is I, haven't, I haven't even done a marathon yet, but it's any distance that's longer than a marathon, but for me, the one I'm doing is 50 miles. 50 mile so, run. Yeah. That's just straight running. That's just straight running? Straight, yeah. That's just straight running. You probably walk at some points. I probably will be dying. Yeah. At some points, 50 but miles? But 50 miles, yeah. Holy. Is it in Chicago or where? It's in uh, Des Plaines, so not okay. too far, but uh, wow. yeah. Yeah, Credit to you embarking it. on that task. That's that's daunting to yep. think about people. I don't know. Reflect. I can't even imagine running. Have you ever done a, like a Ironman or a no. Tough Mudder or anything like that? I've done a half marathon. I did okay. a bunch of those. Like COVID got me on the on the exercise train, and okay. then I did half marathons throughout then. And uh, I read the. I listened to the David Goggins audiobook. I don't know if you guys sure have can't hurt me. Up. Yeah. That's Fantastic read. Must amazing. must read for anybody yeah. out there that's looking to just kind of like I don't know sharpen sharpen their mental tools a little bit to see what that Absolutely. guy's gone through and what he became. 
Yeah. Highly recommend. So I, I won't be like 300 pounds and coming off the couch yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> doing 100 miles. So yeah. I think I'll be okay. That's cool. That's one of my goals. I want. That's on my buck list. I want to do uh, like a tough motor or like an obstacle course kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be neat. yeah. It'll be a cool experience. But like with COVID, yeah, COVID shutting definitely down. Definitely meet a lot of cool one thing people that. Uh, just like, like people talk and like tell me about this. I didn't realize this, but I mean, because I haven't done it before. But the more I think about it, it makes sense. So like I thought it was just a go, 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 go. But like they like you have to wait on lines and stuff like that. Like, like staging. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't realize like you're like adrenaline's going and then you got to wait like sometimes even like 10, 15 minutes in a line for the next obstacle. I thought yep. like just seeing like YouTube clips and stuff. There's boom. You just <laughs> that's all, that's all you just, see. Like, yeah, you just go. But I, yeah, you see the uh, sexy stuff, but that's not yeah. really what it is. <laughs> uh, my stepdad, he did. I forgot which one he did. It was one of the uh, higher end ones where you have to like sign a waiver and stuff like like that and, and like the last safety. yeah the last so you know obstacle, good, right? the last obstacle course uh the finish line uh it was right before there was tasers there was like tasers yeah. hanging down <laughs> and he said the girl like no joke he came home and he was like dude i gotta tell you the story so the finish line is like here he's here and the obstacle course is like here so it's the ro- one roadblock in the way yeah I guess the girl, because there's like different strategies, you kind of got to maneuver through the tasers and everything. I guess the girl just ran straight forward right before the finish line. She just, she just fled it. She didn't fit it. I, I don't know. He didn't tell me, but like he kind of just went past her just while she was on the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's why you got to sign these waivers because I guess, yeah, she just said, screw it, I'm going. And she just, it's, I think that'll be pretty That's awesome. rough. That's but yeah, that's, rough. That, I give you I credit know, for that. Some 50, competition. Hopefully 50. there won't be tasers on your 50 Yeah, I don't, it's, it's nothing just like straight, the right 100. It's, just a, it's just a straight 50 miler. The one I'm looking at, like there's a lot of trail runners that do it that are like, it's up and down mountains. Uh, and yeah, like elevation impossible. changes, like yeah. terrain. Could you guys do, you guys think you would be good in a triathlon? No, I can't swim. I'm not I an average. Swim. See, I think the only part that would get, I think biking and swimming would be fine. I think the running would get, like, that was, yeah, the running would be, like, because, you know, like, Basketball cardio is different it's than different just straight than just endurance. Yeah. Like yeah. running on a treadmill for how long, you know? Yeah. You could you could flip that switch though. It could. You're in good shape. It, it, can... I would I would be swimming. I'm it's a different first. type of shape. Swimming, yeah. swimming be, is tough. Swimming me. is tough. Um, yeah. I'm humble enough to admit that. But kind <laughs> I mean, of the, uh, I would sink. I would be like taser lady, but in the water. I'd that's fun, yeah. <laughs> kind of switching over the like. So you said you kind of backpack a little bit. And just, mm-hmm. What kind of got you into that? And like, what brought you like to become that person today? Like some hobbies or yeah. I actually, so I know we're talking about this. It was a Tony Robbins conference that I was going to. And uh, you want to tell them real quick who Tony Robbins is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People who aren't familiar. Absolutely. Myself, I love (laughs) So Tony Robbins is like the number one life coach. Um, People call him original. Yeah, he's like the original guy. He's been doing it for 40 plus years and he's still like got the energy and he's doing it hard. And um, he's been, he's not even like, Everything about him is everybody thinks he's a motivational speaker, but really, when you go to his events, it's actual life strategies, and it's yeah. not just talk, talk, talk. It's like how do we actually do stuff? So when I went to his event in Australia called Date with Destiny, that was like absolutely life changing. I was in a tough place, and that event like got me clarity and just made me comfortable with being myself. Yeah, um, people were there like. I saw in the front row Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski really? was like, yeah. So at the events, there's like, there's times when you just go like party dancing. It's like, yeah. it's if you were Gronk on the outside looking in, dude, Gronk, Gronk was just got some moves. Yeah, he was going like six ten. Yeah, yeah, he's like six seven, six eight, I think. Uh, but like, he's huge. Like, yeah, huge body, good party guy. So I'm sure he oh, yeah, yeah. he has his fun. Exactly, and I think he did it in Australia because like you, it's a personal event. So you don't want to be like around and getting autographs and all that stuff. Yeah, not many people know him, but uh, yeah. So Tony That's Robbins awesome. is yeah, he's a great guy. Um, 
his events are expensive, but uh, worth it though, yeah. they are very well worth it. If you're looking to invest in yourself, and that's yeah. the best thing that you can do. That's one of my another thing on my book. I think I told Brain this and a couple other friends. Uh, like I want to go to a conference kind of like that. Like I always see them, you know, like five or five six minute clips on YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. But I think it would be kind of a life, like you said, life changing experience to kind of attend one of these conferences. Yeah, and like yeah. see the, these people in person and kind of just market yourself a little bit too. One thing exactly. I was telling them, uh, since I do like advertising and graphic design and I might dream job is to open on my own clothing line i want to go to this conference it's in atlanta they have it every year it's called men's fluential mm. and so they have like all these youtube influencers go and it would just be cool to kind of like a 23 and then if i go whenever like 24 years old when i go there to kind of just like market myself just like have a yeah. case even though there's nothing there'll be nothing in it just be like <laughs> yeah. yeah it'll be cool exactly. that was one of my yeah, yeah that's cool you went to events that are really neat and one of that i went to one recently in arizona it was politically based but what i took away from it the greater kind of picture was some of the speakers that didn't talk about politics but rather just like life and faith mm-hmm. and being in an environment with a lot of people that it just it just gets you out honestly it was very very like not i wouldn't say awakening because i wasn't going there like seeking anything yeah but it was very just very interesting and really neat experience so i i kind of understand the feel that like attending and committing you flew yourself across the world to yeah. see somebody speak like that's so it tells so much about your character stuff too that you put yourself out there <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. investing that's that's a big monetary risk yeah. and with your time like yeah. health and safety like you're taking risk all over the place but like you yes. know it's rooted in personal growth and yeah i would i would recommend anybody just give it a shot like yeah go to an event that you're interested with see some cool speakers i know i talk about michael chandler all the time i'm a huge michael chandler fan he spoke he had a panel at it like just fires me up and i'm yeah. sure I can't even imagine what Tony Robbins is like. Yeah. At that event, there's a documentary on Netflix called I Am Not Your Guru. And that event is like showcased there. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. The people that go there, um, you like you said, networking. And the people yeah. that are going there, are they're investing over $5,000 just for the ticket for the event. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like you're with a room full of like 5,000 people that are all people that are willing, willing to invest to that, that much money, money in. Yeah. So the networking there is amazing. Yeah. And um, he doesn't just talk because nobody's going to pay $5,000 for someone to just talk at them. Yeah. It's you learn through stories. You learn through he actually brings up people on stage or will just go to people that are like in terrible places in their life or really great places in their life and just dive in and go with them right there whatever comes out comes out and then that's how he teaches his stories because he's been doing it for so long that he's recognized patterns that everybody has like everybody's got their story about like how my life was and this is how it needs to be and uh that affects them in the future but if you recognize the patterns then it doesn't matter what someone went through whether it's like going to vietnam or it's like i've got trauma at home then the same patterns pop up and he's just a master of it yeah that is that is cool. And, and one thing, too, like, people don't realize about these conferences or, like, the other expenses that go into it. Because yeah. when I saw a ticket for, like, the men's financial, I forgot. It was, like, a couple hundred bucks. I was like, oh, that's fine. But then you got to buy a plane to get out to wherever yep. it is. You got to buy, like, a housing. hotel to wherever, like, yes. uh, yeah, housing, food and all that. I was like, ah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I, that is on my bucket list because, like I, like I said, I think it is a life-changing yeah. experience. And I think, like, anything you go to because I know there's, um, like, for Christian, like, the Christian religion, there's this thing called passion. It's like a huge, the biggest uh, kind of Christian music event. Like all the biggest Christian artists go out there. And I think it's in, I forgot what state. I, th- I think this past year was in Atlanta. And people literally fly, like they set out on their calendars. People fly out there. It's like a three-day event, I believe. And yeah, like I've seen videos on YouTube and just like, it's like a crazy atmosphere. So I think yeah. any kind of event or cool. holding like that would just be kind of cool to attend no matter how much kind of it costs. I think everyone should try to go out to at least yeah, one of them. Absolutely. And you mentioned the cost of travel. So that's the, the part that we were getting to yeah. where I 
I like to do backpacking, but I always do it cheap. So people are asking, how do you afford all this stuff? And like, I went on a trip to Peru just recently and I was there for 18 days and I was doing like bougie excursions mm. and it cost $2,000 max for everything. Uh, so total, total Jeez. for 18 days. Pretty impressive financial planning on your part. That I'm a big fan of, like finding the cheapest plane tickets and 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 doing that kind of stuff. My round trip was like two fifty to Peru. To yeah, to Peru. But uh, (laughs) I can teach you guys. uh, A couple episodes ago, uh, Adam he talked about his trip to Peru and he was telling us about like all the food and everything out there. Eat for real cheap and like, but it's like good stuff too. I don't think I I went out like all the time and I don't think I spent more than like four dollars on a meal. And it was like yeah. full, like amazing food. Amazing food. Yeah, the cool. best food I've ever had was on a trek in the middle of the mountains. Just they so mm-hmm. the way it works is they have like these guides that come with you. You got your, your tour guide and then like these cooks that come with you. And then like donkeys that carry all your stuff. And donkeys, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make use of everything they got there. Yeah. And uh on two burners that they're carrying with them, just in the middle of the forest, these cooks will make like four course meals. So you get, you get a soup, you get an appetizer, you get a full entree, and then the dessert for every single meal. And That's cool. it's literally the best food that I've ever had. Like, ranging from the most, like, ceviche uh, yep. to this. I have talked about that, too. Yep. And then there's, there was this dessert that they brought out. Like, you know at Chili's when they bring that, like, frying pan out that's, mm-hmm. like, sizzling? Yeah. yeah. They did that. In the in, middle of the, like, yeah, wilderness. In the middle of the wilderness. And it was, like, this, it was, like, alcohol-basted um, bananas and oranges. It was on fire. And they <laughs> just freaked this out yeah. with this amazing That's presentation. Awesome. That's cool. I want to yeah. get out there because uh, I'm half Peruvian. And so go. I want to yeah. go out there. I want to take a trip out there in the next couple of years. I didn't and even just know kind that of, about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50% Peruvian. Learn so, something new. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Quick so tip. Wanna, Do you speak Spanish at all? A little bit. I'm okay. trying to work on college span, like whatever I learned in college. <laughs> I, w- I was the same way. Uh, yeah. And uh, whenever I'd go out there, if I wasn't with any other tourists, because when, when you're out there, you meet a lot of people from mm-hmm. all over the world. But if I went out there alone, I look Peruvian. So like people wouldn't pester me for like trying yeah. to sell me anything. And also the tour agencies would, if I could speak enough Spanish to like get by, yeah. I'd get the local prices, which are like way cheaper than the... So they kind of take, not take advantage, but... But uh, they're taking they're advantage take of advantage the tourists. Of so you gotta, you gotta, you know, do the, the push Learn back. your Spanish and just learn how, like, I know your pricing system. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just learn that one phrase. Just, I know your price. Give me the money. cheapest. Exactly. Give me the cheapest thing. Exactly. But yeah, I want to go out there because I know they're big into potatoes out there. Yep. And so I want to just go out there and kind of see all the different kinds. And one thing I like too is... Uh, there are markets like you literally it's like on the street like it's mm-hmm. outside so you like go outside of wherever you're staying at and you like you pick it like literally hand pick it and what instead of going to like jewel or something like that inside and like you just go outside and like pick your stuff that's pretty like i went to this market that there uh there was this meat shop that had literally like a slaughtered cow skinned and it was just like yeah exactly and then there was this this like two lanes of women selling juice it was, and they're all like, they see me like look at one of them and they're all got their menus and like flagging me down. It's, it was the most, the, the worst part though is, you know, those, they have like those, uh, tourist shops where they've got, um, like the dolls and things like that. Yeah. Knickknacks and, knick-knacks and stuff. Dude, I saw a Among Us, like little guy. Really? <laughs> just, like, got him out there too. Yeah. I was just like, that just took me out of my trip I'm like what, where am I right now yeah. am I you know, I, I knew that it would travel all the way out there yeah well, that's global, cool. global yeah. takeover that was cool yeah. well where's kind of like your favorite place that you've either traveled to or backpacked like overall 
Uh, Europe was incredible. Um, okay. I did a bunch of countries out there right before COVID, and uh, I'm an Arsenal fan for soccer, so I don't know okay. if you guys are into soccer at all. Did you see a game out there? I saw three. Oh, and nice. It would be sick to go to, like, an actual stadium. I've heard that's, like, a must. Yeah. Even just for so sports different. fans periods. Like, I'm not a soccer fan. Yeah, I would heard, still go. I've heard like, a soccer yeah. game environment is unlike Because their stadiums are just – they're enormous, those stadiums. They're just – Exactly. Insane. Yeah. And the, there's hooligans like you wouldn't believe. Like, yeah, I went to – Yeah, crazy super fans yeah. from what I've seen on, yeah. on TV and stuff. There was uh, – so I went to a game in Italy, in Rome. It was Roma versus Juventus. And at okay. the time, Juventus had Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, that's and Omar's guy. There, yeah, Omar's there you Mr. go. Ronaldo yeah. guy. He, he got – well, it, he was at the away team for that game. So when he got announced, the booze and the things are, like, being thrown and just – the words that are being – I don't speak Italian, but, yeah. you know, the, the intensity was there. The vulgar Inti- language. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the announcements of the players even. Like, they got lights flashing, an announcer that's, yeah. like, announcing the guy's first name, and the whole crowd says the last name. Oh, it's cool. the hypest thing. And then there's a section of the fans that all have these giant-ass flags that are just going back yeah. the entire game. 90 minutes, they're they're going with the, the – it's, it's – to like tag each other out, like take turns. I don't know. I, I insane endurance. Otherwise, yeah, there's some some they crazy do stuff that's going to train on. for their flag yeah. <laughs> It'll be sick. Yeah, just being like in that environment because soccer stadiums are enormous. Like even yeah. sitting like in the nosebleeds like that, you can mm-hmm. still feel that like energy and everything. Yeah, it'll be cool. Though. I want to take like, yeah a trip out to like Spain or something and just go see yeah. a game. You saw or a game in Italy. Any other? Were they all in Italy or did you see? Other I saw one in Italy and I saw four in around London. Three of them London, were for okay. Arsenal and uh, they were really big games. And then one of them. Um, I went to like a non-league. Well, not a non. It was like a fourth division. Okay. So these the stadium is maybe like the size. It's like honestly the size of like the North Bleachers. It's so uh, like a high school okay. stadium, but it's all around all sides. Okay. You could hear everything that they're saying though. Oh, so that's the chance that people were were chanting at like the goalkeeper, <laughs> like they were saying that their their mom was on cocaine and like Jeez. other stuff that I probably shouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get yeah. in their head. That's funny. It was it was the most hooligany experience that I've ever been a part of, but it was it was awesome. And was that Europe trip? That was a solo backpacking thing. Yeah. You didn't go out with any um, people. It was just. So you and who you met kind of thing? The only thing that I had planned was I had a flight to Paris and a flight back from Paris because Paris is a really cheap place to fly into. My okay. round trip was 130. Or no, 300. One, 130 per way. 130 per 300? way. 300? So 300 round trip. Wow. Yeah. I just spent 250 on a round trip to Kentucky. You flying in on like biplanes or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh, it was How tap was it airline. You're a, travel, Portugal. you're a travel agent. You should Dude, if, you, if you're ever traveling that. anywhere, then yeah, let me know. I, I can will get let you, some you know to get a 300 round trip to Paris. Yes. Yeah, you can you can get crazy crazy deals. It's it's what? Yeah, it's it's out there. You just got to know how what you're looking for. But um, when that's all I had planned. Okay. And there was I was between two conferences. One was the Tony Robbins conference, and one was the soccer coaching conference back in the U.S. So I had like a month and a half between those two conferences. And then I knew I was going to visit Sean, one of our friends, yeah. uh, in Ireland, and he, he had, was out there around the same time. He was out there around the same time. So that was the only things that I had planned. At the Date with Destiny, which is the Tony Robbins conference, I had met a bunch of people from Europe, and I ended up staying with them when I went over wow. to oh, Europe. So I met some people, a couple from Pisa, and I had an Italian home-cooked meal from a, their grandma. It was – even eating a tomato there is like – it's, it's just godsend. Tomato, yeah, really. it's, it's incredible. But And, and having it properly cooked from, from yeah. them is amazing too. And then um, I also <laughs> – I ended up staying with – not with the guy that I met at David Destiny, but his his mom is what he said. His, he's from London. Yeah. And I stayed at, at his place. Like the, the that's just level of connection you get that's at these so events. That's so cool. You were able yeah, to like wow. turn that connection around within yeah. – 
weeks. I was so, doing paperwork so. with this guy for like an hour, and then he's like, "You're going to London? Awesome! Do you want to stay at my place?" I'm like, That's so cool. "Yeah." That's a testament to the people that again, like uh, people who are willing to be at one of those conferences, exactly. like, care about themselves. So I got to yeah. give a three hundred round trip to London or something. I got to, to Paris. Yeah. Or, London also is a pretty Paris. good place to find too. Yeah. Can you give me a? Do you think you can find a cheap flight to Japan or China or something like that? Those are tougher, but uh, it's possible. I looked up like one of the most expensive flights to go to, or that like uh, yep. people buy, and it's uh, Okinawa. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. where uh, 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 Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. That's where, that's where uh, the... He's yeah. from. Yeah, the Okinawa. And, His Poland was expensive yeah. flights. Yeah, it was an expensive <laughs> flight. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize, like, I always thought, like, traveling, like, out of the U.S. was just thousands of dollars and stuff like that. It can be if you don't know what you're things. looking yeah, for. Yeah, because I went to Europe three or four years back, and our round trips, we flew into Amsterdam because we yeah. did a cruise. Yep. Well over a thousand per ticket. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was, like, a good deal at the time. Like, it yep. just my parents... It all just depends, I guess, on the airline, too. Yeah, timing of year, I'm sure. The biggest thing is you need to be flexible with your dates. Because for me, like, I could leave at any time within this week. Because you just had... I just had conferences that I needed to go to. Exactly. The middle was whatever you wanted. Exactly, yeah. So if you have a flexibility with that, and then you just don't fly out of Chicago. Fly If you're going to Europe, you fly to New York. Or if you're going down south, you fly out of Peru, or you fly out of uh, Miami. And like so do those, you drive out there? No, or? I fly from Chicago to New York for like 50 bucks. And then the next... $50? How'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, off, off time, we'll do it. But it's camera, basically, you just go to Google Flights, the and then you, you pick one destination to another, and then you, it'll, it'll do it for you. So, yeah, it's... Trust me. To play around. Yeah, because yeah, I, I just went my to... My travel list just expanded. I, I just went to Kentucky, yeah. like, literally a couple weeks ago, and I spent, like, 250 bucks round trip. My round trip to Houston, $62. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I also, I'm also wild. packing light, though, so I didn't have okay. a carry-on. Like, yeah. if that was... That yeah, was I didn't like, bring a carry-on. They charge, like, yeah. as much for bags as people, honestly. Like, you're seeing the plane, exactly. we'll buy... We definitely got to do some off-camera work to yeah. we'll, we'll show do us we'll do that. a $50 <laughs> flight to New York. Yes. What the hell? But, like, kind of just... If you have anything, so Europe trip, you're going to soccer games, you're staying at people's homes or family members of them that you met literally a week prior at a conference. Yep. And so you just literally, like, adventured around. I just adventured around. Ran into Sean in Ireland. Yep. And just kept going. I basically, if I didn't have someone that I was going to stay with, I picked wherever the cheapest flight was going to take me. So Mm -hmm. I ended up in Dubrovnik, Croatia, which I had no, I didn't, that was on my list, but apparently I put it on Snapchat that I was there. And apparently where I was, was like one of the Game of Thrones castles. No way. I, I had no idea. And like uh, it, when I was walking into the castle, there was like shops for Game of Thrones. So that's, sick. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Wow. But I didn't, I didn't even know. I don't watch Game of Thrones or anything like that. Oh, and then I stayed awesome. in a hostel. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Well, I gotta, go. I'll look that up later. Yeah. Yeah. We can, I can show you the pictures, but um, I stayed in a hostel there and hostels in Europe are very common and you can get room and board for like $15 or less. Holy cow. You're, you're rooming with other people. So it's, it's as if it's like a, do- a college dorm room, uh, but it's also other people that are like-minded, traveling. A lot of people are doing it solo, so it's like... It's still work, yeah. It's yeah. Still. And uh, I, I say to this place in Croatia, it was like 15 bucks a night, and this Croatian like grandma was like, she was like an empty nester, so her outhouse was like, uh, they remodeled it, and then they treat it as if like everybody that comes in is their family. So I come into this house, and they've got like a little cake for me, and she's just like, if you need anything, just let me know. My, my children are all gone now. What so language do they speak out there? Um, it's 
so that that's a touchy subject because Croatia and like Serbia and like all those countries, yeah. they were recently like I think part of like Yugoslavia. Okay. I I don't flame me. I don't know exactly. Not historical. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. That play into their culture. Right? Yeah, but Croatian is like the la- I think the language. Trying to picture your grandma yeah. talking. I'm like, if she's just speaking English, she's speaking English. Gonna... She's speaking oh, she good English. Good. Yeah, gotcha. so they speak pretty good English there. In most places, especially uh, if you're doing like hostels, still they'll, they'll speak yeah. good English. So. Gotcha. Yeah. That's neat. How how did you? This is kind of off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But for me, like I'm somebody. I always like things planned. Like I'm yep. very. I get very anxious when things are up in the air. Like, I cannot imagine. Like I don't know. How you, you're a little more easygoing. But that yeah, I'm very, yeah. I barely. Like, I don't like really. If I, if I flew to Europe with a date and I showed up here and I had two weeks until I left and I yep. had nothing planned, in <laughs> I would just. I'd probably spend the whole first day just planning stuff. Like that's just yeah. me. How are you wired like that, or did you like train yourself to just? Except and just flow. Like, you're literally saying, oh, I don't have some place to stay. I'll just fly to another country. Like, that's insane. A little bit of both. I'm, insanely awesome. Like, very, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. insane in, like, a good way. I'm very impressed by that. How do you how do you handle that? And, like, how... It's a lot of... You, you just gotta... So much uncertainty. <laughs> and that's what you gotta embrace, gotta, the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I tend to... When I'm in Europe, at least, when, and you can fly around really quickly, yeah. it's just... Like, I plan maybe two or three days in advance. Okay. And then that's it. And then there's hostels, like, literally all over the place that have people, that have rooms available. So it's not like you're going to go on the street and be homeless. Yeah, Although one night... I'm sleeping under a newspaper for a day and... One time in Paris, I almost did. That was that was that was sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> that was sketchy. You never want to be desperate asking for places to stay either, because then you like run into like some sketchy, sketchy people, people, and uh, yeah, you got to be a little bit careful. Luckily, as a guy, it's a little bit less. Safer, yeah. It's a little bit safer. Um, that's good. And then also just having friends that you know in the area is is that's good. Cool. And having those connections, that's yeah. amazing. I think one thing are. that uh, kind of describes, because yeah, Brian, like Brian said, I am very kind of like like you. I guess I'm very mm-hmm. like I'll take a trip somewhere. And then kind of just go with the flow, I guess. Yeah. And I'm watching uh, Survivor. I actually just got in nice. that show, Survivor. And the episode, the season I'm watching is season 30, I believe. And it's white collar versus blue collar versus no collar. And so, like, Ooh. white collars are kind of the people that kind of, uh, they dictate, to, like, they're the head of their businesses. Blue collars are kind of like the hard workers, um, like cops and everything. Yeah. And then no collars are kind of just, like, the very free-flowing. And I'd describe both, like, you and I probably, if you describe yeah. yourself, like, yeah. uh, definitely no collar. Yeah. At this point, uh, 100%. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> yeah. Brent, like, for you, knowing you, I'd probably say blue collar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like I, like, I like to think I share traits of both blue and white. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. I want to be a mix. I think that's yeah. the optimal. And and no collar. Yeah. Shoot. Have All half, three, huh? Half a collar. Oh, wow. There you go. Blue and white. Oh, wow. <laughs> One side bare. Wow. That's the ideal person. But, yeah, that's cool. Though. I definitely want to just kind of take a trip somewhere and just be like, all right, what's going to – What's so going? Where's the day, where's gonna so day going to take me? That's, There's those amazing. YouTube challenges where people, like, get dropped off in the middle of a country with no money. So that's yeah. even more that'd be, At least you came with some form of plan and, like, finance and yeah. stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we talked about Australia real quick. Yep. Peru. Yep. Europe. Yep. Any trips to the Asian continent or African because you basically covered the rest of the world. Africa is next on my list. I saw, you're That's, trying for a climb. I'm right? trying. So, yeah, the Seek Discomfort Yes Theory, if you guys are familiar with that YouTube channel, they put out a challenge. Uh, that actually makes sense for what we're talking about. There was a guy that did the paperclip challenge where you What's start that? with a paperclip. Oh, you trade and up. And then trade up to I've seen something. That. That's yeah. super cool. And they got all the way up to the Kilimanjaro trip where now they're just put a video out asking if you think you deserve this trip, make a video. So I did that. And then hopefully that that'll be my, 
<laughs> That'll be my ticket in. Kilimanjaro. Yeah, Kilimanjaro. Do they ready. fund it? Like, if you get picked, is it it's like, the, oh, it's we a select whole... you and you get to pay $10,000? No. This? It's like, we fund your trip. It's a whole okay. expenses paid trip, and you get a guide going up Kilimanjaro. It's like a 10-day hike up the mountain. What's that? Kilimanjaro's got to be, like, close to 20,000 It's twenty. Feet, it's It's just under 20,000 feet. Oh, my goodness. Holy it's holy the man. tallest peak in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. If, if everything goes successful, what's your time frame? Like, is that is that this year? Like, I have no idea to be honest. Okay. Uh, they, I, I don't think that they even said, but okay. uh, hopefully within this year, that's a, that's oh, ideal. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I have yeah. no experience hiking. I have a lot of friends that really enjoy it, and like out west, I don't know. Even in Arizona, I hiked up like a third of Camelback Mountain, and just mm-hmm. like seeing the scenery and stuff, being yeah. at a couple hundred feet elevation like looking out i can't even imagine that. twenty thousand. yeah i think yeah. i made it to 750 feet and i was just like <laughs> ah, like it's not worth me I, w- I was in like sneakers and a hoodie and stuff yeah, it's it like yeah. it's not worth me getting hurt or like falling off this mountainside and dying yeah. <laughs> i can't imagine like with a group of people right equipment right mindset like, yeah yeah good body healthy in yep. shape climbing 19 like close to twenty thousand feet I got close in Peru. Yeah. The highest I got in Peru was Rainbow Mountain, which was 17,000. And uh, I do – are you guys familiar with Wim Hof? Uh, I've heard – Wim Hof, that's like a – is that bre- – it's, it's, it's a, a breathing, breathing method, but it's yes. like in co- – is, co- is that the cold water stuff or no? It's that – so Wim Hof is a guy. He's a okay. Dutch dude. He's like a crazy shaman person. Okay. <laughs> but he made basically what – uh, method for breathing. Yes, exactly. Okay. So he made um, – it's an ancient – uh, yogi technique. So, like, Tibetan monks would do this. Yeah. And monks it sounds are sick. Monks, yeah. are awesome. monks are awesome. It's crazy what you can do with your mind. And yeah. the, it sounds insane, but they had a documentary where, like, Tibetan monks were recorded. They, were, they had, like, these... They were in the mountains in the whatever freezing degree weather, and they had these cold towels on, and they were producing steam oh. just from the... Yeah, from, from the breathing techniques that they were doing. And so Wim Hof... Yeah, they were literally generating yeah, steam. Like you can look this up on YouTube. It's a thing. Um, so Wim Hof has basically brought that to the Western world and is doing a lot of science behind it. Okay. So he had this test where you – there's this bacteria called E. coli. Yeah. And he yeah. had him and a bunch of his uh, people that he was training take an injection of it. And there was like a test group. They injected and, themselves with E. coli? Yes. And the people that it's didn't – I know. Yeah, yeah the people that didn't have <laughs> the training got like – Obviously, the symptoms and yeah, sick for a, little, a few hours. Wim Hof and his trainees, nothing. It's, yeah. All it's, through the power of their mind, theoretically, and, like, they're backing it with Mind, like, they're breathing, and just the way that they do things. If, you, if you're interested in that, like, look up. There's a lot that yeah, goes into it. Monks but, are awesome. Yeah, yeah monks are awesome. And you can do a lot with those breathing techniques because when I went to Peru, I mean, I'm coming from Chicago where it's, it's zero yeah. elevation. Yeah. Uh, and you go, you fly into Lima, but then you fly into Cusco, which is already at 11,000 feet, which is That's a huge higher. difference. Yeah. 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 It's higher than most peaks here. Exactly. Like anywhere you go. Exactly. You should so, take on, uh, Everest. Uh, that's like life risking. That's a that's a big take that one on. Yeah. Take Maybe. Kilimanjaro first. Kilimanjaro first. And then Everest. Yeah. Everest is, make, Everest is uh, insane. Everest those is Those are insane. wild. That's cool. Yeah. So that's kil- more legit. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's insane. And I have heard, like, cool, you brought up that Wim Hof. I remember I was talking, I forget which friend, but yeah, bringing that. Yeah. Power of the Mind's like a real, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the, uh, kind of like by the Asia, Asia side, Japan? I'm from the Philippines, so yeah. I have been back with my family. I went a lot before cool. high school, so I've probably been there like three or four times. Okay. Uh, I don't remember too much of it. It wasn't like the same travel that I do now. Yeah. 
Um, but I've been to the Philippines, um, visited Hong Kong. That city's like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about now because like all the yeah. politics going on there, but, yeah. uh, when I was there, like they had a light show every night. It's just, that's on one of my, it's like so cool. one of my dreams to go out there is, uh, kind of like Japan or China. Yeah. Uh, to kind of just, I the talked about this on a previous, yeah, I talked so about it on the previous episode, but yeah, I'm like really attracted to that culture and like, they're very like family based and kind yes. of like their ancestors and everything like that. And I think that's just so sick kind of seeing yeah. like. Those uh, lantern lights all around and yeah. dragons, you know, like in part like in parades and all that. I think it's just such an awesome culture that um, like a lot of Americans kind of just need to see like how yep. beautiful the world is, I yeah. guess. Yep. I think an interesting concept that they do with their families especially is it's not the parents that necessarily raise the kids, but it's the elders. The grand, like and grandparents. Yeah. Exactly. And they're living at home. Where they have the most experience. And then the parents can go work and take their time doing that. And then grandkids, grandparents spend all the time with the grandkids. Oh, so. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of wisdom with years lived on Earth, so it's obviously oh, yeah. not a bad thing like, oh, yeah. for everybody yeah. out there who's blessed to have like extended great-grandparents or even great-grandparents. Like, some of the biggest lessons I learned, like fortunately I had a great-grandma around for, mm-hmm. she passed away I think five or six years ago, um, but for a decent amount of like my teenage years and like still some of the things she said were some of like the deeper, more profound yeah, lessons wise. that I implement. Yeah, They've been around for a while. So. That's a cool cultural thing, and it makes it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, having grandparents like they've been around around the block. A exactly. Time or two. Exactly. Who better fit? Yeah. To well, sure. We got Brandon. And I gotta since we could find cheap flights. We gotta take advantage <laughs> yeah, of these. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> of some, uh, yeah. Bring the podcast out. Bring the podcast out to uh, who knows yeah. where to Paris go. or something like there that. Do you think drawing back? So having having family in the Philippines, like, mm-hmm. is that what kind of? I know you said that the Tony Robbins events really yeah. put you in a really great place. So you committed yourself to go to Australia. and yes. that Kind of like triggered this mentality and mindset to find yourself all over the world yes was having a family internationally to start was that something that kind of like sparked your mind like because i feel like a big hurdle for a lot of people here in the u.s it's like we have a lot we have so many so much access to things here we just think oh everything is just neat and tight and our country's cool and we really don't want to explore an adventure yeah like did having that influence and seeing that there is way more out there in the world did that help you really like the tony robbins was not like just a big kick in the butt like get out there, explore yeah. the world, develop yourself. That I had always been traveling uh, a good, like we travel maybe like every couple of years or so, not just as to, a family. For, yeah. As a family. Okay. Yeah. And so we got out a lot and that really opened my eyes up to like what the world really is. Cause yeah. America is just like, it's so, so different mm-hmm. everywhere that you yeah. travel, even in Europe is like, you can see more, uh, real like poverty as opposed yeah. to what we're you're very spoiled. We're blessed. Yes. Very spoiled blessed. and blessed here. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. As the hat says, yeah, Yeah. exactly. But we live um, in this bubble that we don't realize how much what's actually out in the rest mm -hmm. of the world. Yeah, yeah. So when I traveled to the Philippines, like it's a realistically like a third world country that's developing, and um, my part of my family lives on like a farm, and they've got people there that are living on the farm who that's their whole life. Like they don't go to like school. The kids are born, raised, and grow up on the farm, and it's not like a farm here where you've got tractors and all yeah. that stuff working it's like you're just like spades and shovels and rakes and yep. human hands and you just go to work all you need they make yeah. a yeah, that's rough though that, yeah that must be a rough life yep. yeah they make a they they love basketball in the philippines so oh, okay. you guys are both into basketball yeah there we go but, uh, yeah, they philippines. when i went there they had like this the the rim was made out of like bamboo and like the hoop is just some sort of string and like the ball is not even a real basketball it's just, i saw something. some videos there's like <laughs> yeah. uh they not sometimes use like yeah yeah exactly it's not yeah, it's not yeah i saw sometimes too they use uh 
like crates as the the yep. rims, like the square crates, and those yep. are pretty cool. I know Manny Pacquiao because he's from the Philippines. Yep. he's a, a big Hooper. Yeah, he's a big yeah. big Hooper too. Yep. So that's cool. I got to maybe take a trip out there to the Philippines. Yeah, I don't get good. why the Philippines is good in basketball, or big into basketball. Because yeah, I'm the t- I, when I go yeah, there, very short. I yeah, tower Philippines. over people. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao's like 5'4". Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Probably yeah. very fundamental basketball. Like, they were probably so sharp with their, yeah. like, IQs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Respect, that'd be a good experience. That's cool, yeah. So, yeah. that's neat that you have family to get you into it. And yeah. I know, Omar, like, you had family in Texas. Like, you yeah. bounce around and travel yeah. domestically. But I feel like the international bridge, like, that's That's, like, thing. the biggest. Because, I mean, yeah. still, even if you travel to Texas, uh, we talked about this in another episode, but, like, going to, like, New York or... Other like yeah, California like it's still cool. It's cool to experience all this, but like we're still very blessed. We're still very yeah, spoiled. Absolutely, we don't know like what else is out there in the world yeah. unless you go travel out there. Yeah, yeah. that's something that's cool. we're trying to be more intentional as a family. Like I see COVID prolonged trips. We're supposed to be in Great Britain um, mm. last summer. We're trying now, I mean they lifted travel restrictions or like vaccination requirements. Yeah, so we're trying to get out there this summer. Um, but yeah, just trying to see the world and like gain as big of a perspective as you you we appreciate can get. what you have. There's so much, there's so much like growth that yes. I feel can happen yes. through the very few experiences that I've had. But it's very interesting, just like seeing where yeah. you're at as a person and like yeah. your development. And yeah. I feel like a good amount of that is a testament to the experience, the travel that you've had. Absolutely, so you kind just of like so much talking just about we talked everywhere you travel and stuff. Like, how is uh, traveling like really played a part in who you are today? Like, what kind of takeaways have you? Just yeah. learn from each country and all that stuff. I think the biggest thing, especially seeing the poverty, is that you really appreciate like what you have here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's no longer like I'm gonna I'm complaining about like I didn't my internet is slow or something like that. It's like people deal with a lot worse. So and like in the David Goggins book, when you have that perspective of where Goggins came from to where he's at now, it's just like what I'm dealing with is is nothing. So it's yeah. it's just you hone yourself in and uh, just enjoy the focus. little things that you have that a lot of these countries yeah. don't take for have. Granted. Exactly. We look past because it's just oh, yeah. an expectation yeah. almost, but it's yeah, humbling to be in that situation and see what others go through. I think it would do all yeah. of us a little good like as a country as a whole, to be honest. But that's just a personal belief. <laughs> I can get would. for that. I think if everybody so, I mean, just realized yeah. what goes on outside of our country, maybe we, we would be a little less critical and just so like divisive about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And just appreciate things yes we have yeah. a lot to appreciate we're yeah definitely blessed because i mean just living like in our area just from where, where uh we're all us. from like a family it's normal for them to have maybe like three four tvs in their house where yep. when you go to these countries yep. they, some don't even have like any tvs at all exactly. like, they just go outside and play the whole time and so yeah it's especially from like just where we're from where we grew up it would be cool to kind of go to these countries and just show appreciation like kind of how they live their day-to-day lives and everything like that yeah. and, and then you'll come back and be like oh shit like holy shit you know like yeah I'm spoiled gratitude is one of the most important staples and i'm sure a yes. lot of the content you interact oh yes and I are both pretty passionate about self-development which will be um the topic for like the latter half of this conversation but gratitude's a huge staple and a lot of um influencers and like kind of like self-development gurus I feel like there's got to be so many just like personal reflections of yours yes. from your time in the travel that trigger oh, yes. that gratitude and really being kind of aware and I don't know, just cognizant of the blessings that you have. Yeah. Probably a cool experience. There was a, so Tony Robbins does this visualization like priming thing. And uh, basically it's like every morning he visualizes some things that he's grateful for in the past. And something that I visualize is one of my, my first like, uh, there was a view in Croatia that like literally like 
it's I don't you keep I can't explain it except unless you've done something like it. But it made me cry. Like I was view. like you're saying just, a, just it was image. a view of uh, of the ocean or it was I think it was the Mediterranean Sea. Um, yeah. But it was just like beautiful mountains on yeah. either side and trees and everything, and then you just look out and you just you see endless water with the sun and uh, that's powerful. Even hearing that, yeah, exactly. And like the birds are like flying by, and just I, if I want to go back to Croatia, then I can visualize yeah. that moment. Just trigger, it. and it's just like you feel the same emotions. Yeah. So like an example is if you think about biting into a lemon, like just think about that for a second. Yeah, and it triggers like yeah, oh, exactly. Like you shivery like. That's, you don't need to do it, yeah. you, but you feel it. Because you have that cool. memory associated with it. Exactly. exactly. And especially, like, uh, people living in America, like, we need to kind of experience these things because we grew up with around skyscrapers around us yep. and all this stuff. But then if you travel to Africa, like, there's, like, just see animals. A multi-level just walk, building yep. is yeah, just, something it's very, taken back from in very, undeveloped yeah, like exactly. countries or areas. There are parts in Africa oh, that yeah, are, yeah, like, sure. there very are scaled. And yeah. Dubai, too. is yeah. that's, one I, that's yeah. on my bucket list. Dubai is kind of go out there to see how amazing it is out there. But yeah. Dubai is one of the most developed places yeah. in the entire world. Dubai is wild. <laughs> yeah. Dubai is wild. <laughs> That'll be one thing. But, yeah, so continuing with the, gra- like, gratitude we talked about, mm-hmm. kind of realizing the blessings we have, what other, like, realizations would you say? came up or is that kind of the main thing? Cause that's, that's huge. Like that's super influential. What you were saying too yeah. about like triggering those thoughts and emotions, like the phrase, like food for thought, like your thoughts kind of are what, what make you. hundred percent. I know I'm extrapolating the meaning of that saying, cause it's literally like just chew on this, like think yep. through it, but whatever you think translates it's into gonna ha- yeah, who it, you are, yeah. what you do, how you perceive things, all of it's connected. And that's, yes. that's pretty cool. I got to, I gotta experience some neater things to have a yeah. trigger that almost brings. I don't have a trigger that brings me to tears of joy and like happiness. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably a pretty powerful, powerful thing to have in your arsenal. Yeah, you I need remember, a uh, mindset pivot. Have you seen things. Down to Earth with Zac Efron on Netflix? I have not. I would highly. That's what, like I've seen. They, I think they have eight or nine episodes. And I've seen it, like three times through. It's one of my favorite shows on Netflix. And Zac Efron, he. Because, I mean, he's been in Hollywood ever since he was, I don't know, High School Musical or but even before yep. that, whatever, how, what, 16, whatever he was. And he's been in this fame and spotlight for that many years. And he kind of explains in the show, like, he's just had enough of it. He's sick of it. Mm-hmm. And he wants to travel. Each episode, he travels somewhere, like, somewhere different. Uh, I know one episode, like, was in France. And they talk all about, like, water. The different types of, like, uh, minerals and all that stuff in it. And... Like, he even said something, like, even drinking, like, bottled water, like, Aquafina and stuff like that is, like, not good for you, mm-hmm. basically. And I don't know. You got to watch that. But, like, he <laughs> travels, like, oh, yeah, I have no idea. Whatever he said in there. Uh, he, like, he travels. He has an episode where he goes to uh, Peru. Nice. All about potatoes and everything. And yep. then he has, a, like, I think one is in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going there to kind of, like, see all, like, the, uh, like, amenities and all that. He's going to see kind of, like, these, uh, com- like, these, uh, families who like don't have anything and like just kind of see how people are living like their day-to-day lives there so it's a really cool show like power it seems it, it's yeah it's a very good uh empowering show because when i first thought he was doing that i thought he was just going to go out there take a bunch of pictures with like celebrities and all that stuff yep. but then when you watch the show actually he just uh embodies just like just being I, from that hollywood light going over just kind of being like a normal person kind of just embracing cool their culture yeah and so i would highly recommend watching it's yeah it's only like eight episodes but yeah down to earth was that guy from it's on netflix That's awesome yeah. definitely watch it i highly recommend that but yeah. yeah it's a it's a cool thing but kind of like i know bray and i we want to travel more but what would you say to someone who 
wants to travel but is too afraid to get out there? What would you kind of say yeah. to kind of encourage Even if them? It's like, yeah, if it's a hurdle of them being uncomfortable risk or mm-hmm. say a, a financial hurdle, yeah. like just reasons yeah. that go that, yeah, that impede people from taking that first step and like taking that first trip. Because yeah. obviously you said it seems like a downer. So I think once you take yep, that first trip, I think then you'll the be. Experience and you, yes, you realize the value and maybe it'll make the money seem less important and it'll make. All the other reasons and doubts that you have disappeared. But yeah, what yeah. would you? What about what that? Yeah, that advise? first, that first. I advise people take that first chance. Yeah, invest in yourself. There, uh, at the conference I was just at for Tony Robbins Business Mastery, there's this concept called the threshold of control, and basically what it is is you don't have to take this trip to Australia alone as your first ever time yeah. doing a tr- like Correct that could you. be. Well, I mean, it, it was, but it was my first time doing it alone, but I had traveled before with my parents yeah. and like, I was used to doing that. Correct. Um, so it doesn't have to be yeah. a huge, like huge step. Cause that's what makes it debilitating is when you're thinking like, I have such a big goal and I have no idea how to get there. Yeah. And so if you start off with something a little bit smaller, then you can start to build up. So the threshold of control is like, you've got this circle of where your comfort zone is. And if you do one thing outside of that, now you've got a little bigger Mm-hmm. circle and gotcha. then you can get all the way so slowly out. just like expand that area exactly of comfort exactly so like instead of saying that i want to go out of the country just be like i want to travel state, out of state yeah. and uh or go to a park alone or something like that or just even like say hi to someone on the that you don't know or yeah like, meet, meet, meet a stranger just exactly get, get exactly. comfortable being uncomfortable kind of thing that that is the so kind of like ease your way into it don't just go for the big all right, I'm going to yeah. Japan by myself. Like, kind of ease. If you can do that, if you, cool. can, if you can uh, force yourself off. to do that. Hats, yeah. Yeah. hats off to that. Yeah. Exactly. If you can force yourself to do that, then now you've got a huge threshold of control. But if that is debilitating you to think yeah. about and it, like, makes it so that you procrastinate on it, then there's no reason to think you have to do for the biggest step first. So just do something small. Gotcha. So just take that first step, like, put the toe or foot in the water before yeah. jumping in the deep end kind of thing and slowly gain that comfort and confidence to be able to take those chances exactly exactly no that's why I was worried and I, yeah i feel like a lot of people it's big like traveling stressful especially going out of the country being by yourself and everything yeah. too that you people, don't have to people, go alone either people get scared it's <laughs> intimidating yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't want to yeah. jump just like my personality as i alluded to like yeah. i don't know I'd have to have everything t- t- nice and tight and, yep. and in order and know like some form of itinerary. Like I'm weird. I'm wired like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm credit, credit to YouTube being the yeah. no collar free, free flowing, free flowing people that you are. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's a good message. Everybody just, yeah. just loosen up, take a little step out of your comfort zone. So I think zone. once you do that first thing, I mean, it's with a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know so if you guys have yourself. any like tattoos or anything, but once you, everyone says like, everyone says like once, cause I could say it too. Like once, once you get that first one, you want to keep keep yep. going, and then like yep. I could say that probably like you could say that for, for like traveling. Once you go yep. on that first big trip, yep. you're gonna want to keep going. I just so want to keep going, it's yeah. just that first. Even like we're getting a tattoo, we're, we're gonna have a tattoo artist on here in a couple of days. But um, Are like you getting a lot one of, live. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Everyone's been asking me that. Everyone's been asked. So I mean, I gotta see if I can schedule. Maybe I got because I do. I want to work on a sleeve. So maybe <laughs> we could try to do that. Maybe work with something. Hook you up with something. We'll see small. if not. Yeah, we'll see. But um. It is like, cause I know I was nervous at first. Like I knew what I wanted going into it, but it, it, I did have those nerves. And I'm sure like when people travel, they're like, they have like these nerves and doubts. But once you just send it for that first trip or first like appointment for the tattoo or whatever it may be, then you'll kind of like, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. Yeah. So yeah. it's just kind of going out there and doing that first, that yep. first step. But it is good at what you said, kind of like ease into it a little bit, yeah. which is definitely cool. Um, but kind of like. Switching over, you are very. You, would you say like you're kind of very big into the development, developmental 
space yeah, and like headspace yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, that's like my that's where I spend my money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good place to put it. I at least personally believe. Yeah, but. yeah. So like, who are kind of some of your biggest like uh, motivators and like what kind of gets you going? So obviously Tony Robbins is like the biggest one. And I mean, he's the biggest one for anyone. And then he's the biggest one for me too. I've got like his podcast saved. um, I've got his audio programs. Like there've been people that have been listening to him on cassette tapes. Like back in the day. He's been around a long time. I've been around a long time. He's 62 now. Yeah. Wise guy. Yeah. Very wise. Wise guy. Yeah. And um, so he's awesome. There's someone who had recently gotten into So... Uh, there's a guy named Dr. K, and he's on YouTube and Twitch. Are you guys familiar with like Twitch at all? Yeah, my brother games, so okay. I'm yeah. kind of familiar with it. I used to be like a huge gamer, but yeah. I, I've, able, I've been able to stop now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But, uh, you gotta get your fair share in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Ease the stress a little bit. Yeah, ease the yeah, stress. Exactly. But for me, it was like, I was addicted. It was like, it was way too much. Yeah. FIFA? FIFA was one of them. Uh, League of Legends, if you guys are gamers okay. and you know what that is, and it's cancer, it's just terrible. Yeah. But you just you have to play. Me and my games. boys, uh, COD, it was like Call of Duty, Call Warzone. Of Duty, yep. That's what we were, we were big into that. But yeah, we used yeah. to in college. I'd say my freshman year. Oh, I was bad. I was bad. <laughs> I was bad. My friends know like I would skip class and just game. You were as bad as like, me. Remember when I tried to hop in and play with you and Sean? I was like, such was a liability. No, no, like not. No, not like that. But like bad and like. I would like skip class, like play like oh, that, like I you no, 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 like that. I just like, dissed myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah I, it's okay. It's okay. No, so like yeah. my freshman year, and then one day I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" Yeah. I'm literally yeah. sitting in my room exactly. instead of being at class that we're paying thousands of dollars for yep. just gaming. Because yep. originally I remember my freshman year, because like. I know, like, I always see YouTube videos and, like, just, like, the FaZe Clan and all this. Like, all these people, like, living in, man- yep. yeah, li- living in mansions, getting paid to play video games. I was like, this would be awesome. But I was yeah. like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Good. Way to be self-aware. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, yeah, the biggest that. meta moment with that yeah. is, like, when you're playing a game like The Sims and you're, like, you're working on this character virtually. Yeah. Like, you're having him work out and, like, do stuff and... And you're like, just why am, why I, am not I not do it? Yeah. Do it to I hope the metaverse doesn't gain yeah. traction personally. I think my biggest exactly. thing too that kind of opened my, open my yeah. eyes too is uh, like <laughs> in COD, like when people kill you, you can kind of like hear uh, like a quick five second. Oh, uh, that's the best. That's the worst. And I, of the like, best. you know, it just brings your self confidence that when you get killed by like a little 10 year old living across the world, you're like, how am I supposed to be a pro at this? I'm getting killed by like, so I was like, right, yep. I got to put down the video games there you go. and I got to yeah. actually do something with my life. Yeah, so but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's cool. You got, but yeah, it's good to kind of play here and there to get, get relieve some stress. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is good to do that in moderation. I do have so, a, a story. So I was an RA at Marquette uh, with, with Sean. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, my floor, I, I was, I was the RA that everybody wanted, but not at first. Like I played like a little bit of big bad cop, good cop with you my. Little, with scare my, him a little. You got to scare him a little bit, and then gain afterwards the gain the respect. But it was to the point where I. So the next semester, I knew I was going to drop out, so I just stopped caring. And uh, we would play. It was back when Fortnite was like uh, coming those up. Were the days. Those were the days. I never got into that. I played a couple times, but then never got. If you were on my floor, early, my so. brother put us on to it. Like right, it was, or my my one of my roommates in college put me on. He's from California. I don't know. Some of his buddies just yeah. like, got in the early wave. And, like we got to get this going. Yep. yep. So we had it. And, yeah, we were playing a lot in our dorm rooms, yeah. which was fun. Rocket League yeah. was something I got. Rocket big. League. Was so awesome. now it's like really big, but I played it when it like first came out. And Rocket that was sweet. like I was like. Have you ever played was, Rocket League? I have. Okay. Not yeah. huge in it, but yeah. I was a you fun. want real soccer video games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to you, you were saying. Yeah. The, so yeah. My, you said K. It was um, 
uh, at Marquette's, um, so there's this dorm called McCormick, and it's called the beer can because it looks like a beer can, but also mm. it's the freshman dorm and everybody's, you know, drinking. Yeah. That's right. Um, but... Even in college. Yeah, in college. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, like, during finals week, and, uh, it was when Fortnite was getting really big. Yeah. And, but it was still at the time when, like, people were, like, camping in bushes and winning games, so <laughs> it's, like, it was early days. That was me for a little bit. There you go. It's effective yeah. style. Yeah. If you got a good shot when it gets down to, like, ten people or less, and you can just... Which exactly. Dude, I get so mad. I get so mad at that when me and my boys go on and we die to like someone hiding in a. Just I'm like, in the oh my god! Like, I just want to whip my controller at the. Screen, <laughs> screen, exactly. But but uh, there's like 70 guys on this floor, and it's like a it's like a semicircle dorm, and so all the rooms are tiny. Like they might be the size of like this area right here yeah. so you have yeah, to have your door quarters. open you're in tight quarters everybody's got the door open it's 70 guys all playing like Fortnite on their xboxes That'd on their tv awesome. cool, whenever somebody's like within the top 10 like everybody just stops what they're doing goes to their room cool. and starts like cheering for them oh, or like pressure uh, and then if somebody won it was as if like when the cubs won the world series like our dorm went crazy, crazy. Your- when the when somebody won Fortnite back in the day like everybody it was like, hard just, when it first came out yeah yeah that's a big that was a big that was, deal it's a big game taking yeah. a solo what is it, Battle or, like, Royale? Victoria Royale. Victoria Royale, Royale. Royale. Yeah. yeah. And then it got bad, though, because, like, we'd be doing it during finals, and then my floor, uh, I'm a big poker player. Okay. And uh, we had poker night one time. Uh, did we? Adam Freeze. Adam, Adam Freeze, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. He hates playing poker with me because I actually, like, I play. Yeah. I, like, legitimately play. Um, but we had a core group of maybe seven or eight guys that would play poker even on weeknights till like 6 a.m. And then we'd go down because our dorm room had 24-hour dining. We'd make ourselves some waffles and then we'd go to bed. We would not go to class. <laughs> like, it, was just, you know, it was terrible. Yeah, what you got to do. It's, uh, it's yeah. a good cycle. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good good tangent, yeah. Share yeah. some good times about college. Absolutely. Well, you were, the whole video game discussion started, you were saying a Twitch and YouTube. Ah, influencer. yes. Dr. K. Yeah, very ah. different. <laughs> But Forgot how we got onto that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Hit the important stuff. Dr. K is a he's a Harvard trained physician, but he was addicted to video games when he was younger. And he ended up he failed out of school, so he became a monk. And yes. yeah, so he this guy he, seems awesome. He's you shave this guy. I, I think at the time, yeah, because like he was. Yeah. I, I think it is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, like, I don't know. I don't know either, but I'm pretty sure he like legitimately did because he was out in uh, in India or wherever around there for like gotcha. years. And you probably were Jay Shetty. That's a little concept, but yes. he's the only like monk influence gotcha. I've had. Yeah, he's books. another mainstream guy like yeah. that's like that. Yeah, um, but Dr. K like combines the Eastern medicine with the Western medicine, so Neat. he got, talks about the science that is here, but also combines like. The, the mind science, there's this, uh, there's this thing called Ayurveda, which is like a 5,000-year-old science, like a pseudoscience, but uh, it's been tested, and it works. And Dr. K uses both those things and uh, teaches it on Twitch, of all places. Mm-hmm. Like, he has interviews with the famous Twitch streamers and YouTubers, yeah. and, like, they go deep and, like, have, like, a therapy session That's on, cool. yeah. It's a really cool uh, thing, and also relates to the common person nowadays. So, yeah. That's neat. Um, he's really cool. Wim Hof. Really cool guy. If you're getting into athletics, then like he's someone you need to follow because his techniques can reduce recovery. Like I could teach you right now. Do you know how many push-ups you could do? Like in a row? Yeah. 
probably like 50. You can double that in a, in five minutes. Seriously? I can, I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah do that yeah. at the end of this episode. Just a, just a quick sales thing for, for Wim Hof. But look, yeah. look them up on YouTube. Like you could, like, it's crazy the amount of stuff that, that's out there with that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many good influences out there. Um, you just got to start looking at it. Gotcha. like change your podcasts to being that's cool. stuff like that no that's a good reference for people getting into the space like i know i've i've talked about at my life andy frizzell those are like kind of my two go-to guys um, yeah and then expanding um big ryan mickler fan he's another guy a really good podcast but again it's cool that you're going to like these events and like yeah. these people really committing yourself to their their practices and what they're trying to put out there absolutely so the biggest cool. thing with that is that i learned recently especially is proximity is power yep and so the people that you're Principal. it's some like the five people that you're around the most are yeah. the people that that's the person yeah. you become yeah so jeff or i guess we just had on there just said the same, same thing, thing. Yeah, yeah there you go he you'd love him too he's he's a big inspiration who yeah. got, he got me into this whole awesome space so yeah but yeah continue yeah and power proximity that's why so when i go to tony events it's like it's not just to do to the event, but it's also to network and make sure that I stay in contact with people. So I have a guy that I'm co- like we coach each other. So I do life coaching. We we do it for each other, and cool. uh, he's he's the friend that I stayed with at his house in London. Oh, so nice. He's currently in London, and we have a call every single week that we go over like what our outcomes for, are for the week and what we did, what, cool. what didn't work, what did work, and yeah. that's that's how you really grow. That's awesome. Keep each other in check and just exactly. hold each other accountable and everything. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Fantastic. Um, I mean, that was pretty good. Like, do you have any kind of... Yeah, uh, not to abruptly, yeah. If you have any sure. closing thoughts, we want to be respectful of your time. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have any... Uh, <laughs> got to get after a coach in the morning. You kind of so, wake up, yeah. Do you kind of have any just closing thoughts about just anything about travel, anything we kind of talked about for the audience? Yeah. Just anything. Life, any motivation. Anything, yeah. Anything. Any big, closing thoughts? Tidbits or, yeah. Keys to here's the big yeah. motivational speech. <laughs> yeah. Big motivational speech right here. Yeah, Tony Robbins closing his speech right yeah. now. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that I've learned from Tony is, uh, and I came from a place where I was like, I was depressed for years. I was like anxious. I was suicidal. Like it was terrible. But I got to a point where I was just blaming myself, blaming the people around me, and like my parents, people around me, uh, expectations of other people. And that's what got me out of my head, or that got, that's what got me into my head because everything was outside of me. And therefore, it's not in my control. So therefore, mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with it because, and I can just feel sorry for myself. That was like the victim mindset that I used to be yeah. in. But if once you flip that around and be like, you know what, I can take good things out of what has happened in the past. And there's always a blessing that comes from whatever hardship you do. When you go into a hardship and you have that expectation and that mindset, now it's like, okay, this sucks, but what can I take away from it? And yeah. how is that going to help me grow? And when you do that, now it's on you. Now you've got the control to actually take over your life. And that's what really changed things for me, especially back in 2019 when I, when I went to that first trip in Australia. Because back then, I just, I didn't, everything else was external. I felt bad. I felt sorry for myself. But once I internalized that and was like, no, I could, I, I'm not in that bad of a situation, one. And two, like, if I didn't have the troubles that I did, I wouldn't be, the person that I am today, yeah. and that has been live and learn from everything. Live exactly, from everything. that was yeah. yeah, really well said. That was very yeah, and very motivational. Anybody, <laughs> it stinks that that was the last minute of our podcast, but if anybody listens to any two minute segment, there you go. I really hope they listen to <laughs> there that you because yeah. I could not agree or resonate more with just that realization. You put it so well. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't put it in the front. Power, <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Power yeah. We might have to do some edit work. Maybe throw that Omar, just, put it as an intro, yeah, and we outro with the same yeah. thing because that Perfect. that two minute block was gold. So. Yeah, thank you for yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day to 
join us and everything. So this it was, was super cool. fun. Yeah, it's a cool conversation. Yeah, no, yeah. always great reconnecting, and you're fantastic stuff to say to the audience. So yeah, yeah appreciate thank you. your time. And then all you uh, viewers, you know the drill. We have two episodes a week that come out, so just stay tuned. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Share us with a friend too if you want. Like there we go. Again, um, yeah, we're just looking to get out there, get cool people's stories like Chris out there. Yep. Hopefully, you guys learn and grow from it too. So. The more people you share it with, the better off. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, and we really appreciate our it. Our next guest is going to be a, a tattoo artist who's from Chicago. And we'll see if we're going to try to. I have had, yeah, had a lot of people. We'll see if maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll put together a live tattoo. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You got to get a certain amount of likes on this. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Get a couple of likes. Shares, yep. Omar will yep. be. It's yep. a four hour getting tatted <laughs> yep. in the episode. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. But, I, I had a good time. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, yeah. Chris. I really yeah. appreciate it. Have a good one.